Yo, yo, yo. This is V, aka Vernon English, once again. What's up, y'all? This is the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast. Hold on while I light up. Hold up, hold up. Shouts out to Little Wayne for him always doing that and using the lighter effect. Pretty much, I'm. I don't even remember how many people had used that special effect before on songs and features. But anyway, before I go on my existential rant, this is the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast. I'm really excited. I I get the opportunity to guest star on Sean Murphy's Above the Bar podcast. Uh, This is next year. So I'm lining up all my my guests. Uh, This is a big, actually, uh, paramount. Uh, in my podcast series because I've only been doing this for two years and I just started reaching out to others and so definitely check his podcast out Uh, it is the Above the Bar podcast great great content check out his name is Sean Murphy and uh, he's a former Marine cool dude feel me like and and talks about uh, inspirational things and basically what inspires uh, people too, you know, and their stories in the world, and, and many people have, you know, inspirational stories and things like this. But his has merit to it, so definitely check it out. He's got all platforms: Apple, Spotify, all of that. Above the bar podcast. <laughs> Yo, I I really like I said before. I never. When I started the podcast series, I thought I would get to this point. And I had been, you know, just shooting the idea around beforehand and, you know, vocally. And you can, oh, before I go in my my rant, my podcast is a writer's room, by the way. It is the weirdest podcast series in the world. Now, (laughs) possibly in some circles, but... It differentiates, but like I said before, I never thought I would get to this point where I'm actually speaking about, you know, something so interesting, and it's only my book, you know, like, I really didn't think that I would get to this point of talking about ideas, and talking about the writer's process, and talking about things that inspire me, to the point where I'm coming up with different content every day, Um, no day is the same, and then inevitably, me uh, doing my day-to-days have a different level of inspiration because my mind wanders. And I I love this concept of me uh, jumping on the other podcast series because I see this. (laughs) Like I could actually see myself already blitz, already smoking my spliff. Especially if I'm not allowed to smoke in a studio. But it was an interesting thing that I was looking at earlier today. And this dude, uh, he always posts these memes. And one says, no offense, what is what is like the point? Are we supposed to work and buy coffee and listen to podcasts until we die? Um, and then he says he's bored. <laughs> I, I love, you know, concepts. I love memes. I love things. Uh, people's jokes, dry humor crazy humor, any type of humor that has, you know, once again, some merit, and I can identify with it, and even if I don't, 
Well, as long as it's funny. And I always love, you know, the philosophical statement of society. So let me segue what I was talking about earlier of me not expecting to be at this point in my career as uh, an artist, as a writer, as a content creator, and I guess now as a podcaster, but it, it got to this point where I, I'm generally interested in the next things that I, I say. I'm interested in the next podcast, and it's never this point of, you know, a finite thing. And no, life is not just listening to podcasts, sipping coffee, and then, you know, you're, people inevitably would be bored at that concept of even, you know, stating that that was their intention to live life that way. Uh, I personally, if that's what you want to do, I mean, that's cool, but my life has a bit more dialogue in it. <laughs> in the most, you know, fantastic way possible to make it interesting and if you go to a coffee shop or even if you're making a podcast I dare say that your content is different than the next person and so I basically on my podcast series showcase to other writers and other creators how to go about on a mental level not even going through the specifics and you know the grammaticals and all of the semantics that go along with writing but just the concept in itself before you put pen to page or start typing something cognitively what it takes as a writer to go about and do so there's these things that you know on a psychological level that people need to get over and no it's not just uh, the societal thing as in, oh, it's not my problem. No, that, that's not what I'm talking about. That's something political and completely over on this. <laughs> We're going to set that over in the corner for a second. But the getting over the, you know, humps of being a writer or what I've always, you know, segued with and talked about my own quips, you know, with dealing with being a writer and dealing with um, looking down on my own work and then thinking of the imposter syndrome and thinking that, you know, the writing and everything else that I wanted to include, uh, what, what I, you know, and who, where did I come from to me to ever do believe that I could create uh, such a thing and that someone would be interested in it and to read it. And besides these thoughts, obviously, uh, seasoned writers and many others or even content creators will tell you to continue doing your craft like there's no point of not doing it the 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 actions and the thinking that you know that you're a human and you know every human being has those thoughts even if it's like a, a season whatever besides those thoughts and putting them to the side and actually doing it differentiates you from uh, m many, many different other artists by default, but like 75%, quite possibly 80, just by the action. And those are stifling numbers from those that don't on a daily basis and put the level of consistency in it. First and foremost, besides any action, besides any tool, besides any other excuse that you can bring in your head, the first thing you have to do is, you know, sharpen your sword of that consistency and hold yourself accountable. 
those two different things are very personal and no one can teach you that. A psychologist can't teach you that. A teacher can't teach you that. <laughs> There's no point of actually starting a project if you don't feel comfortable and you don't like have the zeal and fire to finish it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can finish, start something and I've done it before when I was younger, but now I finished my projects. It was like a chore back then because I wasn't interested in whatever it was that I was doing. But I find that if I'm interested in it, if I have some zeal behind it, if I have fire behind it, you might as well consider the task already done. Those are simple things. And I kid you not, I'm not a procrastinator. When shit needs to be done, I do it. In the past, though, in the process of me learning how my writing process and my creative rhythm was, one could look at, oh, he's just watching this, or oh, he's just reading that, or he's wasting that. No, 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 there is no time wasted. So those are just a few quips, you know, that I have to comment on as a writer and to tell other writers is to please continue your craft. Everyone has their own recommendations. Everyone has their own, what do you call these, things that they comment on. And, you know, as a writer, you, you pick and choose which things that you want to remember and, you know, take to heart. And if you've heard nothing this guy with a permanent tan is telling you, is to go listen to other podcasts. No. <laughs> like, yo, really think about it. Before you even listen to another podcast or you're looking into current events or you're looking into, you know, a creative aspect or what someone else is doing, well, let's go and let's not judge podcasts so harsh because radio was kind of the first major, I guess, outlet. <laughs> For news, for creative plays, for screenplays, teleplays as they call them, for many different things, music, distribution, all kind of stuff, back when these things first started. And this is what, in the past 200 years. And, and so uh, after COVID, you know, and the accessibility of what uh, people were and, and where we could, you know, interact with one another, we reached out. And from my perspective, you know what I'm saying, what I saw in 2020, which was two years ago, was this resurgence of this voice and this opinion and, you know, a different persona of what we uh, consider uh, normalcy and people. Uh, they had a voice and I love that and the articulation and, you know, the, the mental level of thinking and to diversify all of these people were not just attributed to an algorithm. Um, people naturally and instinctively, you know, differentiated themselves and looked into their content and, you know, their audience and who they were shooting for and, and basically set, set their niches and, like, automatically differentiated themselves out of the gate. And basically, you know, solidified themselves. And I didn't want to be one of those gentlemen who was just looking on the sidelines and looking at all these people um, putting in this work. <laughs> like, damn, like, and they only took, what, how many videos? Like, damn, like, 
And, and you know, in seeing this and, and having an excuse for me not mastering another skill, it, it just didn't seem like something that I wanted to do until I actually had the time. And so being a natural orator and, you know, narrating my book uh, gives me many, many different ideas um, creatively. And I was thinking about this earlier today of, you know, inspiration in my six month interval of things that I go back to. So I'm looking at TV shows I haven't seen in years. I'm looking at all kind of stuff just randomly and choosing it, you know, purposefully so. And, and I was thinking of, you know, the conversation of the characters and, and the decisions that they made that could quite possibly parallel um, this world. And I was thinking science fiction, thinking of all kind of crazy stuff. And one idea came up where, you know, this congregation was having um, these stories and having this grand, grand meeting of how their society should run. And I've had this before and it's so dope you know, the setting of it and how people do things. I couldn't even really like, it, it's so intricate. And what people were telling me or in the story, it was basically saying like, mm, judging a certain class. And they were basically doing what, you know, we learned back in like grade school and kindergarten and learning the differences between them and learning the similarities and the dissimilarities between, you know, outward appearance and then from the context and how someone carries themselves. And from there, you know, people obviously um, were pointing and picking and choosing um, the differences between them, whether it's the dress or how they talk and uh, quite particularly how one thinks um, is not obviously uh, every, you know, crayon in a box. And so uh, they're delineating and going through and fashioning and, and trying to figure out it and, you know, a language that is universal and then correlate it and try to piece together the pieces of the puzzle of what happened to them and why their memories were lost. And then in this instance, and it mirrors what happened in my first two books of, you know, people, you know, blaming something. And it's a very childlike thing to blame something <laughs> with no reasoning or anything to back it up and just go off of theory and you know their their reasoning and them giving um their the, all these list of things as to why they're reasoning with this and blaming someone else and you know i have other characters that tie in so it's kind of like a crossover if you've seen comic books and so these other characters where I have like the Green King and the little litigator. And so they're basically telling him how nature works and how, you know, it is a beautiful yet very mysterious aspect of serendipity in nature and how the ecosystem works and how everything is interconnected and interwebbed. And nothing is of a loss. Everything is reused. You know what I'm saying? The bones of uh, many different creatures that have eaten others, you know, feed the, the tiny microbes and things uh, that further uh, the moss on the side of the tree that use photosynthesis and cycloids and uh, what do you call that? Cytophil, you know, that take away all of these other different things in the forest. And they were basically saying that 
what we deem as you know as weird or something that is not right or wrong um, often falls in this gray area and that's where the elder green king chimes in and says that certain things have no uh, answer for it is kind of like a wheel or circle of things and it's not a straight line it kind of goes and meanders but it always comes out into this perfect circle and the boy kind of like you know tries to understand what they're saying and, and looks at you know a predator eating uh, this particular creature and then they go and venture further into civilization and it's an interesting thing you know to describe civilization for the first time or to someone you know as if they were a child but a, a kid like 12 years old and him forgetting his memory in this memory lapse so that's generally where I'm at I'm gonna go more in depth into the conversation on the next few days and explain to you what it is that you know the conflicts and the plot lines and the intersecting plot lines and how they correlate to you know just daily inspirations tv shows conversations cool people that I see LA shouts out to LA everybody here is cool anyway anybody whose feet touch the ground even if your feet don't touch the ground and you're like having a layover in LA you might as well just attribute yourself as cool because you can go to a concession and get something cool and be like ah it's LA man I got a pretzel (laughs) shouts out to the podcasters in LA shouts out to Mark Marin one day I'll shoot a podcast with you with my spliffing hand and talk some cool cool jazz man Chet Baker or something or the hard bop era and uh, thank you guys for listening uh, thank you to the listeners who are subscribing and, and responding insanely fast. You know, the more uh, you guys support my art, the more intricate it becomes naturally and instinctively. So, yep, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much what I have for today. And check me out. Peace, peace.